In this episode of the STEM Space, I chat with a STEM teacher from Portugal, Juan Nolasco. We connected through Space Club, and after hearing about all the amazing space projects he does with students, I invited him to join on the podcast. So Juan is an electrical engineer turned educator with over 18 years of teaching experience in engineering and technology. He was awarded the Space Teacher Excellence Certificate and the Teacher of the Year Award. Listen in as we chat about his passion for space education, how he defines STEM in his classroom, and advice for participating in NASA and European Space Agency projects like CANSAT, Moonshot, and Mission X. Enjoy. Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Natasha. From college roommates to co-founders of Vivify STEM, pull up a seat as we discuss our experiences as aerospace engineers, teachers, moms, program directors, curriculum writers, graduate students, and friends. This is the STEM Space Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the STEM Space. Uh, Today, I have a STEM teacher joining us, Juan Nolasco, who is based in Portugal. And uh, similar to myself, he has a background in engineering and then transitioned into education and is very passionate about integrating space education um, with his students. Juan, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Hello. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for the invitation. I'm good. Uh, I hope everyone is, is okay also. Yeah. And so when you started in electrical engineering, was your intention to be an engineer? That was your plan for your job? Yes, yes. Um, I studied electrical engineering in the, in the college and um, I loved it very much. It was, uh, was an area that I was passionate about. But then uh, I was working in a chemical plant and um, by night I started to give classes to, in some uh, local schools. And I started to see that um, I could apply some of my background to um, in the in the classes, some methods also, and then I started a, a career change to to teaching, and uh, I I don't regret uh, until now. It's uh, it's the the best time of of my life. And it's now eighteen years, right, that you've been in the classroom. Yes, 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 eighteen years. What grade level of students have you taught? Uh, seventh grade until the twelfth grade. Sometimes we have uh, contact with um, elementary school because I also made the, the computer maintenance uh, of some of a group of schools. So sometimes in informal teaching we have the contact and uh, we um, we try to push the, the the children and talk about the these um, these STEM subjects. And so you, we said STEM teacher, and every country, every school defines STEM very differently. So where you're located, what yeah. do you mean by STEM? That you teach STEM? Science, technology, engineering, and math. In in Portugal is um, like in many countries is uh, everything is uh, separated. But in an informal way, we can uh, mix and uh, put everything uh, together. My main uh, core is the technology part and engineering. But with the collaborative work with uh, with another colleagues and other teachers, we all make the the same su- subjects. We we cover uh, all. 
do you work together to have one big project whenever you call it like a STEM project? Yeah, yeah. We uh, we start in an informal way. To we try to uh, we get together. We have the, the ideas. We see the the calls. Uh, in this case, um, from the European Space Agency um, projects, educational projects, and sometimes the ideas comes from workshops, training workshops that we do, and then uh, we start in a formal way and we. In one class, some uh, of us talk with the students, and then we we start working together. What are some kind of projects that you've been working on? I've been working mainly in the space-related uh, projects, uh, mainly hands-on uh, projects um, of uh, uh, from European Space Agency, uh, like the CANSAT project. Uh, that is a satellite in a in a can. We also have uh, the climate detective uh, project that is um, a project of uh, Earth observation, uh, analyze the the data from the the satellites. For the youngers, uh, there is the Mission X that I think in the US also have it. That is uh, training like a, an astronaut. We have also the Moon Camp uh, Challenge that is uh, doing um, a draw of a, um, of a moon a moon camp, a moon base. We also we also have the Astro Pi Challenge that is uh, from the Raspberry Pi Foundation that we make a, a code, a Python code, and uh, we can upload it to the International Space Station. Wow, that that is so cool, and I think yeah, yeah. I've heard of a lot of those. Um, the can you talk more about the CanSat? So the students are building yeah. a small satellite, and then is it going to the International Space Station? Almost uh, the the CanSat is a uh, is building a small satellite. Um, I have to fit in the soda can, and uh, oh. the stu- the students will um, will project. And we'll assemble it, and um, the can will will be launched in the rocket to one kilometer high. And then the students have to project also the the parachute. And during the descent, they they have to receive the the data from temperature, from uh, moisture, humidity, and then the another project for the International Space Station is the AstroPi. That is uh, coding. Uh, we make the the code in Python to solve one problem. This year is to to find the velocity of the International Space Station uh, with the code and the camera of the Raspberry Pi that is in the International Space Station. And the, the students have to make that code, and then if it is selected, um, can make the upload to the International Space Station. Wow. Are these students that are enrolled in an engineering class, or is it an after-school program? How do they get involved? Usually both. A little bit of the classes, uh, but many times it must be out outside the, the classes in club uh, or informal uh, time because a project like um, like Cansat uh, is a project that takes uh, a lot of uh, a lot of time. Because of all the tests, all the everything that can go wrong, 
So usually we use a part of the classes, but we we, we can't use everything every every time. But uh, uh, sometimes inside the classes and most of the time outside. Uh, tell me a little bit about your students. Um, how do they feel about these projects and doing like satellites in a can and launching rockets? It sounds so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's fantastic. Uh, to use the, the, the space as a motivation is, uh, is fantastic. Even for the, the students that uh, are not, or they think that they are not so good students, uh, but with this, um, this motivation and the space, uh, we see the, um, the bright in the, in the eyes and is fantastic. The, even for the students that uh, don't think to follow the engineering or space uh, career is, uh, is fantastic because even who wants to go to biology or, um, or medicine, uh, in the space, there also or we can uh, have always uh, connections. So, is um, the space is the the best uh, subject to to motivate the the student. We have a lot of teachers that listen to this podcast um, that are just getting started with engineering and STEM teaching for you know middle and mm -hmm. high school. What can you tell them? How do I get started with a project like this? Yes, the the best way is um, is to attend the workshops. Uh, I'm in Europe, but I, I attend a lot of time the the NASA workshops for for teachers, and that gives a lot of ideas. Uh, in Europe, there is also uh, online um, workshops, and the, the European Space Agency have um, twenty two countries. Canada is also a member um, associate country of the European Space Agency. So that the Canadian uh, um, Space Agency page also have that projects and uh, workshops, and even uh, who is more comfortable with, um, uh, with Spanish. Uh, the Easy Education in Spain also have the, um, also have the resources. So uh, the, the most important is uh, attend the workshops and um, the newsletters. Uh, it is uh, it's the most important. What are your goals next? Is there another project you're looking to tackle? I'm I'm trying to to convince my uh, my my students and to f uh, trying to find some funding to try to introduce the the cubesats in the in the high school. Uh, cubesats is like a cansat, but is a little bit bigger, more complex, and I'm I'm trying to see how to adapt the the next level of cancer to to my students. What are some challenges you've had in you know this sounds all great, but there must be some struggles in trying yeah. to implement these programs. Yeah, the the some challenges are the the time the sure. the the resource uh, the most important is the time because. We have to to accomplish with the national curriculum, um, and that we have to to follow that. And uh, but uh, with uh, sometimes we don't we don't have time to 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 everything. And they also there are some issues with the funding there, uh, and um, even most of the, the the times we get the funding, but we have to 
to ask uh, in several places and try to to put all uh, all together and uh, that also is uh, time consuming so does portugal have you said something about a curriculum so it's a mandated curriculum for your school yes yes uh, because uh, we have to um, we have to ask in many in many places and for some projects is uh, is more important um, some parts of of the project uh, we can ask to the local municipality we can ask to portuguese space agency also to the uh, ESA education office in our country in portugal the zero portugal that uh, is um, is always supporting in the but uh, uh, also our our limits to to what they can uh, support. No. Right. Okay. Uh, one final question. So your background is in engineering yeah. and then you transitioned into education. How do you use that engineering degree and how was that transition? Like, was it very difficult to start working with kids after being an engineer? Uh, good question. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I'm. I think that I brought my engineering perspective to to teaching and uh, a more uh, goal-oriented uh, teaching method, and the kids adapted very well. And um, I think that um, until now, I with the, that engineering uh, way of thinking to try to solve problems, uh, we have a problem even with the, with the kids and. Uh, the engineering mind is uh, try to to solve that problems and uh, until now is is working very well. Excellent. Well, thank you uh, very much for joining us here on the STEM space, and I wish you. Thank you very much. It's an honor, and I appreciate the opportunity to to talk about the the work of my students. Do you have a question about STEM education or how to teach it? Email us at info at vivifystem.com. We would love to help and maybe even discuss it on a future podcast episode.